what's up everyone? It's Billy Meeks, official world champion on the 7th Series, and you're watching Rugby Wrap-Up. Next on MLR Weekly, Seattle Seawolves star scrum half and farmer J.P. Smith and Mike Friday, USA Men's 7s coach on LA7s, the 7th Series, and the MLR. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pump, and Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hello again and welcome back to this week's MLR Weekly as presented by Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City. And we've got a huge show for you this week. We've got J.P. Smith, the star scrum half of the Seattle Seawolves, and Mike Friday, head coach of USA Men's Sevens program. Uh, Mike is going to reflect on the LA Sevens, the Seven Series in general, and the synergy between the MLR and the USA Sevens program. But first, we have J.P. Smith. But before we bring him in, let's take a look at his life as a farmer on Adrian Balfour's farm first. JP, what's that one's name? This one's called Matt Turner. <laughs> That's Brad Tucker. And the other one over there is Tim Mitchell. Is there a special technique, JP, to, to giving the, uh, the farm animals their hay? Special technique? Um, no, not really. Gonna make sure that what they eat is the right stuff to eat. And do you distribute the hay like you distribute the ball to keep everybody happy? Sometimes. Sometimes it just doesn't go the right way. Will Dan Creel be getting the ball as much after the nonsense he gave you yesterday? Well, it depends how hard he works this year. If, he's, if he comes down and works hard, then maybe I'll give him a little bit more. But we'll have to see him. Put him to work. He's the ball. <laughs> So you go from one paddock to an actual real paddock in the off season. Yeah. What's the, what's the best part of this for you in terms of your rugby training? Jeez, just relaxing a little bit, getting my, my mind straight and you know, just recovering, letting the body rest a little bit. But you do have a uh, bunch of lives in your hands. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's the most rewarding part of it is, you know, you take care of them, you feed them every day and then get new lambs and then at the end of the day it's sell the wool and get some meat for to eat so but it's also you know you said relaxing 5 a.m to 10 p.m or what are your hours normally 6 a.m until about sunset or whenever i get everything done but try not to work too hard but uh it just never ends <laughs> there's just always something that comes up that you need to fix or need to get going Yous are watching Rugby Wrap-Up. I get that a lot. All right, Mr. J.P. Smith of the Seattle Seawolves. J.P., we just had that little clip of you on the actual farm, so people got it to see it rather than us just talk about it. 
but I wanted to welcome to the show officially. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. You're lucky you didn't stay longer because I would have put you to work. Yeah, you would have put a pitchfork in my hands or something. But I, <laughs> I escaped with my life because you almost killed yeah. me on the lake, kneeboard. <laughs> yeah, a, that was a bit of a tough time on the lake. Oof. And and yeah, I don't, so much fun though. And uh, you and Dan Creel, uh, the superb athletes that you were. Or overserved me Friday night, taking it out on the old guy. And uh, I I paid the price for that on Saturday. But let's get to the questions for the folks at home now. You we've 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 established that you're a farmer in the offseason. So I want to know what's it like walking out in the early a.m. and having 100 females happy to see you? (laughs) Oh, well, it's I think some days, some days is better than others, because some days I walk out there and it's everything's hunky-dory and everything's going smooth. And then other times I'm like, oh my goodness, what is going on here? And there's just chaos everywhere. And you have to walk out there and I'm like, I don't really want to do this today, but you kind of have to because they don't stop living. And we're talking about the hues because those are the females, right? And yeah. as a guy from Jersey City, I'm used to say, hey, hues, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the hues are the, are the, are the, are the females. Um, and yeah, we pretty much got what about a hundred head at the moment, so it's not too big, but it's just enough to keep me well, busy. It's, busy. It's, it keeps you busy enough, I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I, definitely. I was out there, you know, and it was it was really cool to see that side of it. You're also out there with your teammate Dan Creel, who yeah. is better for your team. Are you, he says he's the better farmer. Oh, I'll tell you what, I. I haven't seen him work yet. We haven't we haven't gone to the trenches and actually done some proper work yet. So we've only been here for a month. Um, well, how do you how are you working at a farm for a month and not having done anything? Uh, well, there's been some some how can I say convenient jobs that that were done, but uh, I think once the once the cold weather hits, because that's something that like even when I arrived here, I was not prepared for it at all. So. And I don't think he's going to be prepared for it either. So as, oh, soon, as soon as the has as soon his as wife experienced that yet? No, they haven't Ooh. yet. So I mean, they they've done the Seattle kind of January February, but uh, yeah, not I don't the think, same. I don't think Pennsylvania Pennsylvania winter is going to going to be easy on them. So it it's a hard life, the farmer's life. But rugby is is made up of of hard people because they all play rugby. Which one of your teammates wouldn't be able to cut it as a farmer? He's not tough enough to make it as a farmer. Ooh, that's a tough one. But I'm going to have to go with either Duncan Matthews. I don't think he's cut out <laughs> for doing any any type of hard work. Great, great man. Very, very nice person. But I don't think he's he's cut out to do any, any farm work. Um, I think he gets a little bit busy like he... He's, he's at one moment he's busy with something and the next moment he's busy with another thing. Interesting. Um, Interesting. And a so guy that I, had I a great think, season for you guys, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very, oh, very good season. Tough. It was tough to lose him for the, for the, yeah. for the playoffs, you know? Yeah. But uh, I'd have to go between Duncan and Brad Tucker. Brad Tucker is an awesome guy to have, yeah? Which I did, he, he was here a couple of, or last year and the year before he had come out for, for a little bit of a spell over here. And it was great working with him. Awesome banter. Like every day was just a joke. Um, but one thing about him is he thinks every tractor and every 
every piece of equipment is a race car. So, I mean, those things. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just glad none of like those what Jeremy or... Clarkson from Top Gear, right? Exactly like yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's Brad Tucker. Yeah, is playing scrum half and literally hurting 14 players in one direction easier than hurting all those sheep? Oh, I think I'm going to go with doing the on-field rugby terms. I was I was going to say, you know, if, if you were really – there's no – you have all those personalities to juggle, all those personalities. Yeah, exa- exactly. Right. And, 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 and mo- you got to get them the, the ball. Worst, the, worst one, the worst one to juggle is Matt Turner. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> He's just never listens, always on his own, on, always on his own. Oh, uh, that's planet. great. Always takes the first out of everything. So, oh, like an awesome guy and great teammate. All right, here's one for you. Roosters can be annoying, right? Especially when you're trying to sleep. Who's the most annoying on the team? Uh, obviously, Matt Turner is very annoying, like I just said. But I'll <laughs> and tell you, you named him story. as one of the roosters. I, I did. I did yeah. name him as one of the roosters because he's that, you know, early in the morning chirping yeah like i I don't really want to talk to you yet it's before 10 o'clock you know just leave me alone <laughs> and he he constantly yaps but i will tell you that tim metro when he's had a couple of beers in is impossible to handle so uh, i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with mechi okay um, all right but it's only because i'm gonna miss him a lot and i'm gonna miss his banter and you know sometimes it's 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 good to to have a little bit of a, a loud fella in the group. Yeah, so you know, that that group dynamic thing is also pretty cool because I've seen a lot of different hairstyles come out, you know, the bleached hair. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've seen painted fingernails on staff members. We've seen a lot. That's usually fines or stuff that guys did wrong, right? Yeah. What, yeah. what In that vein, you got new picks coming in from the MLR draft. What What do they have to go through? Do they have in the team dynamic? Do they get like an initiation? Oh, no, no, there's no, there's no initiation. I think, I think for 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 them coming into a like a professional team, um, I think it's just you know showing showing what you're worth and enjoying it. I think the the biggest part about it is enjoying it because if you're not enjoying it, you're not going to be a good rugby player. So when you when you get in there, it, it, obviously it will be stressful and you will you will feel a bit of you know nerves and all that, but. I mean, Coming into an environment like the Seals environment, I think is you know it's 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 a it's a fun experience for everyone. Now I've been in a couple of environments where you know it's good senior professional rugby environments, and I and I think what the Seals have going there is a good balance between professionalism and, and having a bit of fun. And I think that's what American rugby allows. You know, it allows a little bit of fun, and 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 you know it's not it's not so cutthroat like like other yeah. like other um, leagues. So I think I think for them, obviously, and, and just having fun and and, and expo- exposing themselves in a way that they, you know, will be will be recognised. Because I think coming to something like this is is a it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So you gotta you gotta make it work, you know. All right. On that note, my friend, let's pack up the sheep and get the flock out of here. <laughs> good one. Good one. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. thank you. No, thanks for thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's, you know, it's always right. it's always fun to see you know see what the people are doing in the off season and keep in touch with everyone and 
I'll keep going at it. Thank you. Cheers. That was J.P. Smith of the Seattle Seawolves, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go away. We have to break for a commercial. Selling or trading in your vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. With Easy Trade, start online or visit us in store. We want your vehicle, and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy at Sheehy. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. of welcoming in Mr. Mike Friday, coach of the USA Sevens men's team. Mike, great to see you. It's been too long. It has, it has. It feels like it's been just at least two days. It but, has um... been two days. <laughs> but we, we, we've all travelled a fair bit since then. I'm on my way to Cape Town, just stopped over in London. I'm assuming you're back, you're back in the Big Apple. So we've, we've all moved on to different pastures, on to the next challenge. How are you dealing with the time zones? Yeah, it's been it's been brutal. I mean, it's 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 because I've I've literally just stopped for one day and then I'll I'll go again this evening, and the boys will land uh, to Thursday evening, and I'll arrive Friday morning. So yeah, we'll we'll all be a little bit over the shop, but we'll all have our feet by Sunday of next week. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> right, not next week, right? Right. But right. this week, yeah. All right. So big big series this year. Uh, we got it in. It was, you know, we had Omnicom and COVID interfere, but we did get it in. Yeah, we got it done in the end. I mean, it's it's not been ideal for anybody. Uh, and everybody's had to be adaptable, flexible, had to adjust on the fly. But, you know, that's kind of the nature of the game of sevens as well. But, uh, you know, I think considering the world logistics of trying to get 16 teams to travel around the world, on the men's series, it's they've done a decent job to, to, to get kind of nine legs away um, and, you know, relatively pain-free. I mean, obviously, there's been some bubbles and there's been some times where it has been tough for everybody before we get out on the pitch. But, you know, I think we, we've all we've all adjusted. All the teams have enjoyed being back with one another uh, and, and, and the travelling circus kind of in full flow. So what do you take out of the campaign for the Eagles as, as the coach? Yeah, I mean, for us, it's it's kind of, you know, people need to get a bit of perspective here in the fact that we lost 80% of the of a very experienced squad um, post-Tokyo. And with what happened in COVID, we weren't able to really develop the next group because they weren't allowed into camp with us. So the continuity piece has been difficult. But I, I think what we've seen over the over the whole season kind of typifies where we are we're, we're a young evolving squad with still some senior players but you know different burdens on those players as well um and you know with with the with youth comes a bit of naivety and experience some lack of patience at critical times and we've been on a hell of a roller coaster we've put in some absolutely fantastic performances across the season we put some equally not so good performances in as well and, and a fair bit in between but I think we ended up finishing sixth and I think that's that's fair on, on, on the season for us 
Um, but I think there's lots of potential and lots of upside for this young evolving squad. We just need to be patient, give them time, stop comparing them to the guys that have gone before them, give them their heads, give them the time to breathe and develop. And, and let's see, let's see where they end up um, towards the end of next season. You see this mug yeah. I'm drinking out of. Oh, I do you see have, that mug. You do have people to answer to. This is the Golden Eagles mug, Mike. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they, and the Golden Eagles have been flawless and, and faultless and there haven't been any sort of questions in terms of their commitment to keep us operational because that's the reality is that to keep the the the, the sevens operational day to day, we wouldn't be able to do it without the Golden Eagles and, and the generosity of all of those donors. We quite frankly are, are you know, are, are a tier one economy with tier one prices and the cost of everything and, and the revenues that we have coming in, the commercial revenues are, are, are nil. So we are heavily reliant on what we get from World Rugby um, and we are heavy, even more heavily reliant on the USOPC and the Golden Eagles to ensure that we can continue to, to move forward as a programme and compete on the world circuit. And yeah, I mean, they've been great. They were there in LA and, and they've been when they can at various legs, but they kind of ride the roller coaster with us. And I think the important thing for them is that they see progress and they don't necessarily judge progress on results. They judge progress on the, on the effort, the behaviours, the endeavour and the, the, the dynamics and the synergies that we're seeing within the playing squad. And there are lots of positive signs in there. But unfortunately, it's an unforgiving game. If you're slightly off, you miss one kickoff, you drop one ball, you, you create momentum shifts, and that can be the difference between winning and losing. And we've been on the end of, of a fair few of them this season. You know, the, 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 I had the pleasure of doing the in-stadium PA announcements and the, the curse and the glory at the same time are that you don't miss a minute of any match. Yeah. And, you you know, the way these matches can change in that eye blink is amazing. But let's talk about L.A. Um, yeah. I've got the L.A. Giltini's hat on, thanks to Kevin Battle. That's going to be th th this yeah. could be a, you know, keepsake. But you knocked off South Africa right out of the gate yeah phenomenal performance tough pool you're in you beat them and i'm wondering two things i'm wondering what's going on with south africa and are our young guys better than we thought or more ready than we thought? um i think ultimately you know we played a really really good game and we we maintained physicality we controlled possession and we squeezed the life out of south africa and that's how good we can be and we did it for 14 minutes, which is what you need to do if you want to beat South Africa. So, you know, what we showed there is the capability um, and the potential and that we are more than capable of competing with anybody in the world. I mean, South Africa weren't really off their game. They just weren't allowed into the game. And we didn't have any of those momentum lapses, which South Africa normally have a feeding frenzy off. So we just, we just played exceptionally well in game one um, and showed what we can be all about. All right, Mike, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about the Sevens relationship with the MLR and then a controversy that regards yours truly. We'll be right back. Been blind since I was four and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste and my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. 
delivering premier brands to players and coaches, our quality and heritage make for a winning presentation. Your orders are guaranteed same-day shipping. Drop by our online store and follow us for exclusive content. RugbyNow.com. And we are back with Mr. Mike Friday, who plays on Saturdays and sometimes Sundays and even Friday nights as a head coach of Team USA Sevens teams. Mike, you got a sprinkling of MLR players that came through your program. And I'm just wondering what the synergy is there, what the relationship is there. Yeah, I mean, the, the relationship with the MLR is is more on an individual club club or franchise basis um, in terms of we have better, more working relationships with some than others. And we're, we're looking to try and build with all with all of those teams. And it, but but the reality is between the MLR season and the, and the World Series is there's a conflict of seasons. So it makes it very difficult to work to complement one another. So what you've seen is a number of the the players that left the program have have gone on to try new things and gone to the MLR and been very successful. Some have come from the MLR in, into the program, um, and then there are others that have had to make choices. And you know, we've 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 we we try and have an open relationship with with, with the MLR and the, and the GMs and the head coaches. And we ultimately in the program want our players to play rugby. And there's only 13 spots on the roster to travel to a tournament. And if that leaves some boys at home and we can create opportunities for them to play elsewhere, then we're more than happy to work with, with the MLR teams to do that. And we've done that this season, you know, with both LA, we've done that with New Orleans. Um, and, you know, we've done that with San Diego. And in the past, we've done that with Atlanta. So we we have track record of, of, of working with the clubs when it's possible. In terms of competing with the clubs for players, then sadly that is... And an inevitable because the reality is a player will need to choose whether he wants to focus on sevens or fifteens. They have to focus on one. You can't be both. For for it to work from a rugby perspective, we need to have a primacy, somebody that has the the primacy, whether that's the MLR club or or the sevens, in order to to give the player direction so he doesn't feel like he's caught in the middle, which is the most important thing. We need the player to be at ease and, and be comfortable that he's enjoying the game and developing to his potential. Now, if Houston's playing against Seattle and you got Martin Yosefo playing for Seattle and you got Danny Barrett playing for Houston, who are you rooting for? Well, I'm probably just sitting in the halfway line and, and, oh. hoping, that, and oh. hoping that the two of them don't clash because that I think that would be a hell of a so collision. so not Mike Friday. That's such a <laughs> hey, non-Friday these, answer. These are my boys. There's no, there's no chance you're going to ask me to pick over Marty or Danny. <laughs> oh, despicable despicable all right mike you got to help me out with a bit of a controversy i'm involved yeah. in uh i was wearing a an atlantis sevens t-shirt the great amal cygnus uh organization and dallas stanford started quizzing me on it can you can you address this for me well i can i mean i think the reality is that Amal and I had a, had, a, had a big chat and we just felt that really you shouldn't be playing for Atlantis because you're too busy focusing on trying to push for the Eagles and, and get, get, become a member of the dogs. So I think, you know, Dallin probably needs to, you know, not be too worried about what number you actually were or are. Thank you. Um, and, and he's probably safe with his history with, with, with Amal. Dallin, you got to worry about your own number, pal. <laughs> worry about your own number. And the only way you're going to know that I was effing with you is if you watch this program. <laughs> final thoughts, Mike? Yeah, I mean, final thoughts going into the World Cup is, again, we've, we've, we've lost a few more experienced boys. Um, Joe Schroeder, Falau Neuer have both got injured in LA. So, again, we're a very young, evolving team. It's, it's March Madness in September. 
So anything can happen. We're probably likely to meet Samoa, who play Uganda in the preliminary round. So again, the top four team in LA, we, who's who's flying high. So we're going to have to be on the money, and we need to see plenty more of those South African performances that you saw in LA um, from the get go. And and then hopefully we can we can we can go deep in this tournament. But sadly, it is on a bounce of a ball. It could be a, a decision that's not within our control. Um, because sadly they can play a part, but the boys are excited. They're looking forward to it and they're, they're eager to, to represent. And I've asked you this before and I'll ask you again, are you going to be sporting the uh, tank top? The tank top will probably not be showing, but you can be sure the hat game will be strong. I, you had a very strong hat game as a bald man. I'm very appreciative of the hats <laughs> that you were sporting at the LA sevens. Mike Friday. Thank you very much. No worries, my man. Be good. On that note, I want to thank Mr. Mike Friday. I also want to thank Mr. J.P. Smith of the Seawolves, and I want to thank you for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Please sign up for our weekly newsletter. Please check out our other shows, including the Rugby Odds and the College Rugby Wrap-Up, and please, please, please join our American Red Cross blood donor team.